Welcome to Inside Swindonet Support with top guests and top tips. Hi, welcome to another episode of Insights from NetSupport with me, Mark Anderson, Head of Education at NetSupport. You can follow us on Twitter at NetSupport Group and please do subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash NetSupport. I am delighted to bring on to the conversation today here live from the Bet Arena, the one and only author of the uh, digital ecosystem, Philippa Raithmill. Hi, Philippa, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Good, good, good. Pleased to have you here. Now, Philippa, uh, she hails uh, locally. I say not that local to London. She's from uh, Nottinghamshire. But uh, you've come quite a long way to join us here at Bet, haven't you? Where have you come from, Philippa? I have. I have come from Abu Dhabi. That's where I live. And I quite frequently also work in Dubai and the Middle East. Fantastic. So your experience as a teacher started here in the UK. Uh, then you moved abroad, you've worked in schools, you've worked with um, sort of Middle Eastern governments and back in schools again now, uh, doing so many different things. Uh, can you share a little bit, I mean, I've, I've done a bit there, haven't I, right? but can you share a little bit about your work, through your experiences and, and, uh, and sort of your thoughts around teaching and learning with technology? Yeah, so I, as, as you've said, Mark, I've had quite an array of different, um, I guess, insights into different education systems. So I started in terms of middle leadership and design technology here and STEAM learning um, and then flew to the Middle East and started to look at education technology and, and how to roll out one-to-one -one devices and I've done that for the past seven years and through a range of different things and, um, and I, I really have to sort of say that the biggest drivers of that are having really understanding leadership teams who know what they want and the why behind what they want. Um, and then in the classroom is the teachers feeling that they've got autonomy to say this is working for my students or this isn't because as soon as you say to a teacher you've got to use this for this many hours a week and at this time of the day you remove that fluidity of learning and sometimes tech's right and sometimes it's not and I think the best opportunities come from people knowing how to use it to an extent where they go I'm going to use it now, but I'm going to put it down again. And actually, even students having that. So I think, for me, they're, they're the best parts about digital learning in the classroom. Brilliant stuff. Well, you and I came, come from the same sort of thinking around teaching and learning technology. You know, technology is a great thing, but just because you can use it doesn't necessarily mean you should. And then there's a wrapper of support around it, so teachers have that confidence and competence and keeping it all about how it's going to impact on either their teaching and learning, uh, or their teaching and, and students' learning. Uh, or reducing workload, those sort of key key areas. I mentioned your book, Digital Ecosystem, uh, Philippa, which I was very fortunate for you to ask me, lovely of her, uh, asked me to write the foreword for. Uh, thank you so much. Um, could you share a little bit about um, what it's about? I mean, I think it's quite a Ron Seal kind of title, the Digital <laughs> Ecosystem, but could you unpick maybe a bit more about what's inside it, what, what, what readers could actually get from reading the book? Yeah, absolutely. So. It's funny you should say that it's a bit of a Ron Seal because actually I remember when I said to um, well, my husband and other educators that I was uh, kind of testing it on and they were saying, well, what do you mean ecosystem? And to me it felt really obvious that it was everything that was inside that system and that, that kind of school. Um, so for me there's, there's, a, there's an image of a geodesic dome on the front of it and that really, that analogy really goes uh, across the whole um, ecosystem. So the scaffolding is all about the infrastructure and the network and the systems and what's in place, um, the governance. And then you've got the glass. So imagine like the Eden Project geodesic domes. 
um, is your safeguarding and it allows people to see in and, and out and, and you get the protection for students. So the book talks about infrastructure networks, but then it talks about governance, and it talks about safeguarding and what needs to be in place digitally, um, which quite often I, I've found is left out or is left to the last bit, which really it shouldn't be. Um, and then inside you've got all these different plants and animals growing at different rates, just like our schools. And that's where you use technology in a really meaningful pedagogy driven way to be able to support them. And so this digital ecosystem is, is an analogy for a normal ecosystem or an environmental ecosystem where all the layers are supported but they don't work without one another. So if your frame is broken, it needs fixing. And if your safeguarding is, is broken or the glass is shattered, it needs repairing, it needs updating, it needs support. And so ultimately, everything needs nurturing and consistently iterating for it to be really useful and sustainable. And so that's what the book talks about is how to do that, how to implement it, and how to construct a school digital plan that is sustainable and pedagogy driven. There you go. <laughs> so if you want to learn more, and that sounds something you'd be interested in, then please do check out Philippa's book. So that book's been out for a little while now. Um, what are you up to these days? So I've just launched my own consultancy called Edruption, which is about empowering change in education. Um, and we're looking to do lots of outreach projects um, to do with digital literacy and safeguarding for parents as well as students. Um, also doing strategies in schools and doing some mentoring with um, new digital leaders. And thanks to the DFE framework that's come out about needing to have someone on SLT, which is very exciting for so many people. I know there's lots of digital leads who'll be so, so pleased. Um, just to be able to help support um, strategies that are in place, especially for those schools that don't necessarily have the budget in place for them. Yeah, and it's so important. And it's been very difficult for many people um, over the years, you know, when those sorts of roles have been given to sort of uh, teachers or middle leaders, but that then doesn't give you the agency to actually bring back that important change. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing that I've always found really hard. And I know any, I don't think I've ever spoken to a digital leader who didn't feel the same is that they do so much work and so much good work, but it, it's never backed up by the support fully of the leadership teams. And, and you have to get a really good leadership team who understands it to give that support to a middle leader or just a teacher. And so that autonomy is going to really drive change, I think. Brilliant stuff. Thank you, Phil. I, I, I completely agree. I'm, I'm really excited to see that and other uh, recent updates yeah. on the standards. Um, trying to, um, it's insights. So I, I, you know, while I've got you, I'll try and pull on those <laughs> those threads. So um, you know, you're an ECT. You're thinking, well, you know, these careers these people are having. I love technology. I'd love to be able to get involved and all the sort of things. You know, if you if you've got an ECT view in there, and I think you know, they're thinking, right, well, I'd like to become an ADE or an APLS or. Yeah, let's be better of Apple. I'd like to be a Google certified innovator or a Microsoft innovator expert and, and help and support and, and improve digital in my school. How or what advice would you give to a younger teacher looking to get involved in, in digital teaching and learning within their environments? What, what, what can they do to help affect change from the grassroots up, do you think? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I think there's definitely a need for more support in those areas. Um, I've actually today um, the ECTs as part of COVID have just seen a little video that I've done about it and, and I think the groundwork for me is that as an ECT you go and you say okay the school that I'm in what is your ecosystem being really aware of that because that's going to be fundamentally what you're going to be using in your classroom and 
as much as you might aspire to use a different sort of technology, you're not going to be using it every day in the same way that you're using what they have in their school at that time. So I'd start there, look at what they have, and then find, as you've just said, so many different free platforms and programs for leadership and digital skills is finding that one. So if you're Microsoft School, then go and find out about how to become a Microsoft educator. And, and the more you do and the more you use it, and I think use it is the bit that's really key, the, the more in, in, you know, you'll, you'll understand it, you'll be able to drive it into what you're doing in terms of lessons, you'll find insights into what teachers, what students, sorry, are actually learning. And, and that'll really help you to understand your teaching practice as well. Um, and then from there, when you feel confident in teaching with technology and that it's actually having an impact, you can then kind of go and say, well, actually, no, this, this one really interests me as well. And, and that's where I would sort of go off because I think your ECT year and, and your PGCs and things so full on anyway, you don't want to layer up too many things. And so as much as it'd be nice to just run and do all of them, I think maybe keeping to one is, is quite a good plan. I say, yeah, spinning lots and lots of places is far more difficult than spinning just a few. But great advice and insights and things there from Philippa. Uh, if people want to follow Philippa, they can do so. She's at Mrs. Raithmel, W-R-A-I-T-H-M-E-L-L. See, look at that. Very top, good. top marks for spelling uh, on uh, Twitter. Um, and uh, Philippa Raithmel on all other platforms. Uh, please uh, do give a virtual big round of applause and thank you to... Philippa, and look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Insights. Thank you for joining me for this chat. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. Cheers.